It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Welcome back. You are listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for listening. Welcome to the final dispatch from this season. This the every every year, every season, I complain about how bad the season was. And this one's gotta be one of the worst of all time. Worst bachelor. Worst finalists, worst uh, hacky ending. Um, let, well, let, let's break it all down. I'm joined now, as I am each and every week here, by Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. We are, um, as we record this, we're about five minutes past the end of the season. Oh, my God. West, West Coast time. And I, I thought I hated it. And in the last five minutes, I've come around. There are a couple of things in this finale well, that were just tremendous. I feel like but I, I think I do hate it. I feel like Barb is all of us, and I think Barb may have saved the season. But we'll, we'll, I, we'll, I, I got a different take on Barb. We'll get we gotta get the we'll get more into it in a second. Uh, we are also joined by the internet's foremost bachelor expert, Reality Steve. Reality, what's up, dude? I'm kind of floored by what I watched tonight. Obviously, I've been covering the show for 37 of their 39 completed seasons, yep. 17 years. I've never seen anything like what we saw tonight. It, it was I, crazy. I can't believe what I was watching. Okay, let's 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 <laughs> just saying a lot. let's just quickly recap what happened. The the it, it came down to the the final two contestants, Madison, the virgin who can dribble two basketballs. Uh, and Hannah Ann, the uh, model, air quotes, model from Knoxville. Um, Hannah Ann was a real doormat. She's kind of like, do whatever you want. I'm, I'm good with it. Madison had a lot of conditions because she's a virgin. She can't be with a guy that, that slays it in the fantasy suites. So um, she bounced right on the first part of the finale and then and then uh, so Peter was kind of just like left with the one that everyone knew he wasn't going to pick. And instead of just fucking turning it down, he goes, oh, well, I'll just propose to her, proposes to her. And then we end up with a an Ari Leyendike, Rebecca Kufrin situation where then he the show base, the filming ends and then he basically breaks up with her in the finale. Is that about. Does that about sum it up for you, Jason? Well, I mean, it, that's a 90-second summary yeah. with about weaving out about a thousand things. Well, I mean, we don't have time to talk said. about a thousand things. But add I your, know, add your but couple things, I know, and we'll, and we'll get moving. You're brushing over, like, so many good things. Yeah, that's why I threw to you. Like, so now like, you say like, your things. Like, like when Hannah Ann goes to meet the parents— and they love her. And yeah. uh, Pete's dad, who I like to refer to as Dave Wanstead, yeah. uh, <laughs> he, he was basically saying what all the viewers were saying, which yeah. is she's a sure thing. Yeah. What exactly is the obstacle here? Right. And that and that was the obstacle. She's, she's a too sure easy. thing. It's too easy. Guys don't want it too easy. There's, to, to quote the great band, the great band from uh, Wales, Motorhead, the chase is better than the catch. Continue, and, Jason. And that kind of, and and that obviously ended up being her ruin. That she she was too easy. She was too loving, and too easy. Um, too easy. What did, we did find out in this episode, and I'm sure this was like a this was a reality Steve nugget way before the season started, but it kind of came out in this finale that. Pete is a party guy yeah, who loves yep. to go out and he loves to fuck. Yeah, he likes to fuck. And he's got he drives up he drives up Benz. He's got that Benz coupe yeah. with with the rubbers in the console. You, you know, if you got rubbers in the console, you're a dude that likes to get it in. You got to be ready to get it in at all times. And and it's like so when Madison shows up with the parents and she starts going with her kind of prissy religious stuff. Yep. They were like, whoa, you have no idea what Peter is. He lives here in the valley. 
he just cuts up Calabasas ass yep. on, on the weekly and you've never had sex with anybody and you're acting really prudish right now. There's no way that you and my son are going to get along. And that's when the, the mother uh, starts her. I want to say she's st- tried to start um, her bachelor spinoff show. Like I, yeah. I have a feeling, I have a feeling Pete's mom in her mind is like, I'm a personality. I'm a reality star. There could be a spinoff. I could talk Chris Harrison into saying, let's do Peter's parents. And we just do an entire season on their boring 31 year old marriage. I get, I get why I get why people might not like Barb, but she, she was allowing us a little behind the scenes view where she's like, a lot of the stuff that happened got edited out. They didn't show the part where she made us wait three fucking hours to meet her. And then she didn't want to meet us. And what, what's up with all of that? Shed some light on it for us. Reality, Steve, you know, everything that's going on behind the scenes on this show. What is the dynamic between Peter's parents and Madison? Why do they so blatantly and openly hate her fucking guts. Hang on. I got to remove my gel patches. From my eyes. Um, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, okay. I will say this. I will say this for Barb, what she said tonight about the waiting three hours she told me she didn't love my son. She wouldn't accept her proposal in four days. I actually got sent a DM today. Somebody DM barbed after last night's episode, or Monday night's episode, and basically said, like, like, like basically trolled her, like, wow, you shouldn't, you know, kind of how like people just respond to people that they see on TV shows and they'll fire off a DM. Yep. They basically said, you know, you shouldn't meddle in your son. Why do you, why did you treat Madison the way you did on a Monday night? And Barb actually responded someone screenshot it, sent me the DM of their conversation with Barb. And it was exactly what she said on the show tonight. Like I, I, I heard that this afternoon and I'm yeah. like, Oh wow. But yeah. she would never say that. She would never say that publicly on national television. Yeah. And it's exactly what she did. Like the, the email literally reads word for word, what she said on the show about wait us, made us wait three hours. Didn't apologize once she got in. Wouldn't, told me she wasn't in love with my son and wouldn't accept her proposal in four days. So why is she there? Um, I, they're, they clearly don't like her and it's clear clearly. that they don't like her because they don't think that she's some and remotely compatible with their son yep. who just wants to bone down with anybody. Yep. Um, and look, I totally get it. I've been saying it all season when I didn't even know the spoiler until Monday morning, I didn't know the spoiler to this season till literally the day of the finale. Um, I was saying, look, whoever, if he, if he ends up with Madison at the end of this thing, which is the rumblings I was hearing all season, I said, they're never going to last long-term. It's not realistic to think that somebody who, you know, sex four times in a windmill and a whole, his whole persona revolves around being this overtly sexual guy uh, it, he's not waiting till his wedding night to have sex again. I'm sorry. It, even, even on the, even on the group dates on when he was a contestant on the bachelorette, him and uh, Hannah would have their tongues down each other's throats. He was, he would be feeling her up like with all the other guys around. The dude is a sexual being. This is which reminds yeah. me, they, there was an exchange uh, with the parents, and that there's something going on with his brother. Maybe Reality Steve's got an official diagnosis. Uh, oh, I'm telling I you, know, it's I don't know if he's on the spectrum. Opiates, I don't know if he's, opiates. If he's a drug addict. It's an or opiate thing. Up, but <laughs> there, he's a little off. He's but off. In a kind of in a kind of lucid uh, bro moment, he's like Pete. You know, you love to fuck. Yes. And <laughs> she wants to wait until marriage. Could you wait that long? We're talking probably like five months. Could you actually yeah. wait? <laughs> so, uh, and, and also, by the way, um, along those lines of like uh, what Madison did, I said on the podcast last week and Dave Wanstead 
backed up my point yeah. in, the, in this finale. <laughs> Madison did him and the show wrong by waiting until fantasy totally. suites to tell her to tell him that she's a virgin. It needs to be disclosed. It needs they ne- to be. They never held her accountable yes, for that. Yes. They never asked her about it. It needs to be disclosed early on. That's like one of the first things you got to tell somebody. It's 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 dealing from the bottom of the deck that you're going to get to fantasy suites and go. Oh, by the way, I've never let somebody breach my walls before. That's crazy. And so, Steve, did, were you informed at all, at, get any kind of uh, spoiler background information on why Madison chose to keep it? What did the producers prod her to keep it a secret and why she hasn't gotten any shit for it? Nobody's called her out. I haven't heard any of that. I knew that she was the virgin this season, although she, you, you notice how she never said the word virgin at any point during the season. Yeah. It was always saving myself for marriage. That is definitely curious. Oh, um, interesting. So maybe she, so she's like, could be like a Luke P where she's, yeah. she's a re virgin. I never yeah. even considered that. Yeah. She never said the word virgin never came out of her mouth. It came out of other people's mouths, but it never came out of hers. Um, my thinking is, I mean, I'll play devil's advocate on this one other than I just don't know, especially on this show. She had the first date of the season, which was the wedding vow renewal of Barb and the dad. I mean, I you, you I, have I, to is admit. She, is she really going to give it up me. at that point and no. say like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm a virgin. You know, I'm she, saving myself for marriage. She had plenty you, of time. How do you bring that up? Yeah. You have to admit that that was the first of uh, of Barb's. Uh, new idea, the spinoff idea, when they did a renewal of wedding vows for the all-important 31st wedding anniversary. (laughs) That was the first play for Barb and Dave Wonstadt to get their spinoff series. Who doesn't renew their vows after 31 years of marriage? That's just so common. Yeah. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just, and what's the gift on 31 years again? It's not silver. It's not gold. China. What is it? Um, Oh, no, it's ice cream. 31 flavors, right? (laughs) Oh, ice ice cream. That's a good one. Uh, That's pretty good. Stu had a line there. All right. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, these guys are. By the way, hold on a second. Speaking of wines, speaking of wines, um, just in the the season where the word literally uh, was stomped on. Oh, yeah. And completely dismissed by almost every cast member, uh, Peter had to have one on the way out, and they even included it in the tease. And I think they were just patronizing me. Yeah, they were. He said in the tease that my heart is literally split in two, <laughs> two women. And then before the end of the season, he had to get in. Um, when, uh, when his mom was calling him out for, uh, for not wanting Hannah B, he said, mom, you're literally destroying me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, but th- they're really out of ideas. Like this is this. They just redid the whole Ari and Becca thing. Like there's only a couple ways these shows end now. And th- yeah. they're just always pushing for the twist at the end of the show rather than just have him. Somebody propose to somebody and they fucking go off into the sunset. Right. They just is it. Do you yeah. think that's a strategic thing that they're just they're realizing that there just can't be a, just a regular ending anymore. It's just it just doesn't get enough headlines. Oh, for sure. And I think I said this at the beginning of Peter's season before it started. I said, look, we're going to see things on Peter's season that are going to be the first for the franchise and something we've never seen before. I have no idea what it's going to be, but I guarantee we're going to, because that's just the way when you're on 17 years and 39 seasons, you have, it's the reason you have storyboard creators and story editors for this franchise. It's, you have to keep people interested. And I don't know if a regular season of just go through the motions, get down to the final two, not have any controversy, dump one, choose the other right off into the sunset. If you have one of those seasons now, it's almost like, okay, but where was the drama? I mean, you'll always have drama during the season. That's impossible yeah, there, not to yeah, have, yeah. but um, there was. I don't, I don't think there's any way that, you know, I'll say the same thing going into Claire season. We are going to see stuff on Claire season that I guarantee we've never seen before. There's going to be some firsts that happen. Yep. Peter had a ton of firsts, but I can't tell you what they're going to be, but I know it's coming. 
So well, uh, the cool thing is that like uh, since Claire's thirty eight, I submitted uh, Beckner for for the season of Claire. <laughs> Beckner's a little. So there, Beckner's so there, a little. There, there might be a forty four year old. From Ladera Ranch and on the uh, on the show, Laguna Beach. Um, that reminds me, <laughs> if, if we're getting into Claire's situation, Steve, I know I've seen your tweets, and you. One of the things you do that's amazing is you just have this network of spies. You just are. You have your feelers out everywhere. It's just crazy the way the tentacles of the reality, Steve world work you always know who the contestants are going to be on the show before the show airs and one of the things before the bachelor et was named you you mentioned that you had names of like eight or ten guys all under 30 years old now are we can we expect to see a younger man dominated a younger man older woman bachelorette because i'll be honest that is a fetish of mine i would like to see that um if we're just playing the numbers and you know i'm a numbers guy yep um right now as we speak i have 18 that i believe are going to be on it is very possible i believe all 18 are currently out in la it is very possible people get cut at the last minute sure. but the 18 of the 18 that I have right now, four are 30 or older. So wow. she doesn't have a lot. Wow. Um, and I just don't really get Claire. When she was introduced on GMA did say she tends to date younger. I bet. I'm sure she does, but I don't think she's talking because the ones I have, the, all the ones that are in their twenties, I've got two 25 year olds, what? two 26 year olds. <laughs> And then a bunch of 27 and 28 year olds dating younger. Yeah. We're looking at a wow. majority of her cast years. is 11, yeah. 12, 13 years yeah. younger. That is not uh, conducive. And I just can't see her picking one of these guys. No. I, I, no. It's, it's almost like we're going to be able to predict her final four based on ages because I guarantee you. I mean, obviously, I don't have the full cast right now. Yep. But I will make a prediction that at least three of her final four are going to be guys in their 30s. It's no, it's, maybe maybe one late 28, 20 year old will sneak, you know, late 28, 29 sure. will sneak in there. But there's no way she has less than three guys over 30 in her final four. Yeah. No way. If you're if you're playing the odds and let's on Claire, I just got this email. Hey, Jason and Brian, at the end, when they finally brought out Claire Crawley, did you notice that she looked like a cross between someone who could be the bachelorette and sloth from Goonies? She looked like half of half of her face extending up to her scalp was given heavy Botox and plastic surgery. And the other half was just left untouched. I also can't understand uh, with how great Hannah Ann looked slash came across how she could not be the bachelorette. She has a great story now after being dumped like that by Peter and showed a lot of character and spine in the episode. Oh, we got a Hannah Ann fan here. I was hoping that the show will dump Claire at the last minute and switch to Hannah Ann because it seems like dumping Claire is pretty a pretty easy thing to do. <laughs> it seems to happen often and tons of people have done it already. Love the show. Thanks as always. That's from Brad in New York who's a former guest of the show. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I completely disagree with Brad in New York. Yeah, um, Claire was. She's had some talks, like she's the the no lines around the eyes or anything. I thought she looked banging. I think she's the perfect bachelorette. We need to skew a little bit older. What are your thoughts? What do you guys think about the the I mean, new bachelorette? My prevailing thought is, and Chris Harrison touched on it tonight. Thank God. You know, she doesn't give up on love. Totally. She's earnest. And as a, as a, she's as a not veteran, jaded. as a veteran of all f like three or four bachelor um, entities. Yeah. I mean, the old phrase, who doesn't deserve a fourth chance at love? I've heard it a million times. And, yeah. and I mean, the only way to fall in love is on a game show where the contestants are produced up to sabotage love. 
that's the only way to find yep. love. So I, I, I wish the best for it, but I, I, I need to get, I'll get Steve's thoughts on Claire in a second, but the, uh, the 38 year old thing kind of gives me a little bit of hope Love it. in that, in that we're going to have some damaged souls. Yes. We're going to have people yes. coming off of divorces. We're going to have mm-hmm. people with baggage and they typically tend to bring the crazy drama. Yeah. It's great. It's well, great. She will be to one correction. She will be 39 a week into filming. So wow. Let's um, she turns 39 March 20th. Um, filming starts this Friday. Um, she, uh, I'm trying to think of the guys that I have right now. I know there's a couple divor- divorcees in there. Of course there is. I think, I've, I think I've got three guys with kids. Wow. Um, but I, I mean, we, we just know you put 25, 30 alpha males in a house. There's going to be drama. There's going to be some guys that just don't get along. You know, there's going to be some guys there that, you know, we'll probably be saying privately and I'll end up getting out that, oh, I was, I was hoping it'd be Hannah or I'm hoping it'd be Maddie or something like that. You know, that's going to come. Totally. Some guy's going to make a comment about her age. You know, it's just, we already know almost the built-in drama. And I also think that assuming the 12, seven to 12 guys that I don't have on the cast for this season yet, are there's going to be more guys probably early to mid thirties. You know, there's already going to be a division in the house between the young the and old. Year old guys mm-hmm. and the late 20 year old guys yep. saying, Claire, this guy isn't ready for you. This guy's too young. Why do you want to be with him? Like they already have built in storylines just on the age factor alone. Now, I, I mean, I, we have to kind of bring it back to the, the, the current season and that, and allow me to make this segue tie-in. As I was watching Hannah Ann uh, make her very well-rehearsed beatdown of Peter and I. I mean, she had yeah. a couple months to think about this. She had a couple months to rehearse it, and, and she delivered it really well. He had zero to come back with. It was like, um, I, I want to say it was like a Claire Juan Pablo beatdown. Sure. But it was, it was much more like Juan Pablo versus the lawyer. What's her name? Andy. Oh, Andy. Andy. Mm-hmm. That that was unfair. That was right. a a really smart lawyer taking on a dunce with English as second language, yeah. and she just destroyed him. Yeah. But but tonight, I think Hannah and like if she would have shown this maturity and this this like I guess like a, 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 I don't even know what you would call it. Spine is what the last emailer called it. That's pretty good. Yeah. If she would have shown that all season. I think I would have liked her more because yeah, she's, she so she's so dull. She's so dull and boring. Uninteresting. Yeah. And I will say this, the, the line about uh, what was the, she said this, she's, I mean, there's no way in hell. She just came up with this organically tonight. Either you don't mean what you say, or you don't understand the weight of your words yeah. and how they impact people, which is it. I don't know if you could, if you could break Peter down any better. Totally. He, he says shit all the time that makes no sense. But if you heard it, you would be easily like uh, you'd be easily swayed. Like he said, he, he says that means the world to me, but he'll say like three more times in the episode. And I'm like, there's only one world. You can't say three things mean the world to you, but he would, he would say shit like that all the time. So I'm glad she called him on it. Hannah Ann was like the winner of this episode and I know a lot of oh, yeah. a lot of viewers want to give it to the mother, but I think it turned into it just turned into Jerry Springer at the end. We we've never seen that in the finale of the show. No. It was it was a total parents hate my fiance Jerry Springer. Show. Oh yeah, they're, they're, his whole family disintegrated on TV. It was beautiful. It was amazing. I couldn't believe that. I mean, she was basically turning heel on her own son. It was amazing. When Hannah was giving the ring back, she's clapping. So she's basically saying, you know, screw you, son. Like, you deserve <laughs> this. And then when he takes Madison back, she was, uh, you know, she was an utter mess. She says he can't succeed without failing. The dad chimes in and said, this isn't going to work. They're completely opposite. Yep. Like, I've never seen anything like this. Nothing. Look. I don't think anyone doubts that these two have no future together because of what we talked about earlier. However, I, you're his mother, and I know that you want you're looking out for the best for your child. But 
to embarrass your son like that and go attack oh, a 23 year old woman on national television. Like just, just save your, save your comments about what you think about their relationship for like private time. I, and I that's, just can't believe she was that rude to, to her, her son who just is sitting up there like, mom, I love this woman. She loves me. Let us work on it. Please stop. And she's just like, no, it ain't going to work. But that's, that's what makes me think that there has to be something more deep seated, more reason that they just hate her fucking guts so bad that they couldn't even just play nice a little bit on TV and like, Hey, I, I just want what's best for my son. I hope that I hope they're happy. I hope they stay together a long time. They were, they couldn't even pretend even a little bit because they fucking hate her so badly. And I think, I think that like Madison, I think Madison didn't kiss the ring. I mean, as I referred to, yeah, Barb wants to be a reality star. She's a big personality and she, she wants to be the next big thing. You could tell when in the room, she wants to be the center of attention. So I have a feeling Madison just didn't, didn't warm up to her. Didn't stroke the ego. It put her off right away. And then the whole three hour wait and everything. But I will say this, um, what Pete, what Steve just said buys into my, my theory here. Her humiliating her son on national TV and like it was a Jerry Springer thing. And it just it really just kind of almost makes my point that this was much less about Peter and whoever he falls in love with. It was about Barb. She made it about herself tonight. She she's looking for the spinoff Barb and uh, and Dave Wanstead. The Barb and Dave Wanstead show. Um, what else? So there was a rumor and I'm I'm sure you can debunk this reality. There was a rumor that Kelly, the lawyer from Chicago was going to show up. Yeah. What was up there? Pregnant, pregnant with Peter's baby. Can you, can you debunk that? What do you know about that rumor, Steve? Well, she's clearly, she's clearly not pregnant because all you have to do is look at her Instagram and see, and she was in the crowd tonight. She didn't have a, she didn't have a baby because they were also saying, that this pregnancy occurred when Peter met her pre-show. Well, oh, yeah. I'm not the greatest the baby would be born. Yeah, that was in that was in August. She yeah. would be seven months pregnant yeah. right now yeah. if he impregnated her before the show. Like, <laughs> but she she wasn't she wasn't on Women Tell All, right? Yeah, and she wasn't on Women Tell All either. No, she was she probably trying tonight. a case. Yeah, she 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 shows up tonight. They introduce her in the first segment of the show, and then we never see or hear from Interesting. her. Interesting. Correct. Again. Um, so who knows? I don't understand the whole Kelly thing. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why she wasn't invited to Women Tell All, but she was there tonight. Other than I know that I know that Kelly was Madison's best friend in the house. So oh. maybe that was she was there for support. Yeah, solidarity. Um, I know that I know that they were close in the house. Um, but other than that, she clearly wasn't pregnant. Um, it, it, this is just, it, it's just a season unlike anything we've ever seen. We've never seen this much. I mean, the thing about it is with Hannah Brown last season, at least at the end, when everything fell to shit, when Jed's whole story came out and that final, after the final rose was a disaster for her, they at least ended the show with a positive note. Like, Hey, you and Tyler, give it a chance. You yep. know, they went on one date and then he started to bang international models yep. and she was yesterday's <laughs> news. However, this show, for the most part, I mean, I'm going off the top of my head here, usually ends with some sort of happy story. Yep. The fact that this was just negative, negative, negative. They're not going to work out. I know they're not. And she's, you know, she made us wait three hours. I just like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Like, this. that's why it was so different, because there was nothing. Nothing for the audience to take away from that going like, I really wish Peter and Maddie well, because everybody knows they already right. have enough obstacles as it is. She has to get over the fact that he banged in the in the overnight suite and then went and proposed to somebody else. But now they've got this giant elephant in the room, which is the fact that she knows Barb will never, ever, ever accept her ever. Nope. It's never going to happen. And she's, she's not going to try. Her. And she's not going to try. Yeah. So why are we supposed to feel like hey peter and maddie give it a good try i don't think they're gonna make it past this fucking weekend uh-uh. they're done no <laughs> i think you're right yeah because even because i think i think with maddie's father getting ready for the sec tournament with auburn right I <laughs> another think, final four run here and and know how and knowing how christian those people are 
I cannot imagine that Maddie's parents watched Barb eviscerate their daughter tonight and want her to be in this relationship. They might like Peter and might say like, hey, you know, I, I, we, we really like the fact that you love this guy and you're giving him a second chance, but absolutely not do we want you to be involved with that family. That woman, we don't want you anywhere near that no. woman, and she is basically an extension of him, so forget it. Like, I don't see Madison's family being approving of this relationship, and she'll see that when she gets home, and they'll be done. They ain't lasting a fucking month. No. If this weekend I'm with you, there was a, I remember, I remember Juan Pablo, like he deserved all the negative shit on the way out Jason's the door because he all time he, favorite he, bachelor he, character. Juan Pablo disrespected brings process, him up constantly. Right? Yeah. I, I remember Chris Harrison at the end was pissed at him because yeah. Yeah. he just, he wouldn't play the game. And so he got shit on at the end of his uh, uh, season, but thinking about uh, the night Peter had tonight, like, you're right. There wasn't, there were very few moments of happiness. He was, he got pounded by the ex fiance. He got pounded by his own mother. By his own mom. <laughs> there, there really wasn't any, any kind of, uh, any hope at all for Peter. So that, that should turn out well. No, it's, well the other, yeah. One of the, one other thing that I noticed, or at least like the only, I guess, saving grace in all this is that Peter, as crazy as we think it is that he's going to try this out with Maddie and we, who knows if we even believe him at this point. Um, I do think that at least he's when his mother was eviscerating Maddie and embarrassing him, he did stick up for Maddie and was like, mom, I love her. She loves me. Please just back up, you know, slow your roll. But they didn't seem to care. So that's literally like the only happy thing that came out of tonight that maybe people get behind is, Wow, Peter really knows he screwed up with Hannah Ann. He's doing what he can to fight for Maddie. But honestly, I just knowing the way this TV show works and knowing kind of things here and there, it's I, I almost feel like he was even I don't I'm not even sold that he's into Maddie. I'm, uh, I agree with you. He's, that he's really going to give this a try. I think it, he might have just done this for TV. And then yep. once it's over, it's just like, I'm back to my bone and wet. Like there's zero chance that this guy is never going to have sex again until his wedding night. I'm it's, sorry. It's, yeah, it's not no, happen. you're right. Because, and it's like Jason brought up before, like all the, uh, all the, uh, lines that he uses over and over again. This is a guy that loves two things, flying tail draggers and getting it in. And he so the way he talks is because he's always working girls. He's always trying to get laid. And he talks like a guy that just always wants to seem like such a great guy. But there's really nothing below the surface. So he's not going to he's going to be bored by Madison in fucking five minutes. Like there's only so much double dribbling of basketballs you can do if you're not fucking. And if <laughs> this is a guy that needs to get it drained often, and it's just not going to happen with this Madison chick, he's going to, he's going to be out at the bars in Westlake. He's going to have his wings on and his fucking pilot's hat. And he's going to, he's going to trip up at some point. Right. I just, I just don't think that many, you know, around the world dribbles yes, and yes. Steph Curry pregame and Steph Curry pregame warmup shows <laughs> is going to last him very long. With I just thought, I mean, I just he'll, thought get a, he'll get, a, he'll get a couple free tickets to uh, maybe, maybe he'll be at the SEC tournament this week. He'll get to travel, he'll go to the Auburn game when they yeah. go to the tournament next week. But maybe, maybe he'll stick it out just so he can go to a few Auburn games coming up. But uh, yeah. But Nothing after that. Yeah. This, I, just on on Brian's point that this guy is just an empty vessel that has just been crushing ass for so long. He, he's not even self aware. Like, I just thought about this. Um, he wasn't even like self aware or even like uh, smart enough to figure out that you don't tell a woman you're about to propose to that your heart is conflicted the night before you propose to her. Um, yeah, that's probably something you don't want right. to do. Yeah. And by the way, I, I want to get to, uh, that dripping hot Victoria F and all the dirt surrounding her. <sighs> I want Steve to give us a rundown, but, but I, the last, last point on this episode and you know, the whole season, the crit, crit, the critique that I was reading was that it was 
overproduced. They yep. the producers had their hands on it. And I mean, there's no better example of that than Madison walking into a house that I know is neither Peter's or his parents, some house that they rent. Yeah. He's, he's out just staring. So into stupid. A pool. So stupid. He's, just, he's sitting there with like a dress to go to a club looking at a pool and she walks up and they actually had the balls to have him act out the line. I was shocked when I saw you walk up here. Like what, what else could he have possibly thought was going to happen when they said, we're going to set up cameras so dumb. at this house that we rented and we're going to, we're going to get everything set up and you're going to be staring into a pool. Exactly. What did he think was going to happen at that point? Insane. Well, according to, according to the, after the final rose, he thought Chris, he thought Chris Harrison was coming to talk to him. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. He, thought, he thought it was a Chris Harrison talk. So. I mean, that's the answer. I don't know if it's, if it's believable, but that's, I didn't believe any, I didn't believe any of that scene. Just like many scenes this year, because he's not a very good actor. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that really has me confused is, uh, okay. So they said, they've been saying it all season. Peter said it in every single interview he did. My season is not going to be spoiled. And there's a reason for it. And then last night they were teasing going into tonight. Even Peter doesn't know how this ends. And I sent some tweets out during the show when I'm like, okay, Chris Harrison goes to Maddie to have that talk in Alabama to say, hey, so let you know, Peter's a single man now. He dumped Hannah. And then I was like, okay, well, if they took that scene and the very next scene was Peter on the couch, hey, Peter, Madison is here. Let's talk this. Let's bring her out would have been more believable, but they had that tape segment at the house by the pool. Right. How does Peter, right. what, what is this, like this, this tease of Peter doesn't even know how it's going to end. Well, he had a clue. Yes. He said they met, we, we saw the whole tape segment and then Chris Harrison asked him on stage, you haven't seen each other since then, but yeah, we've talked. Okay. So he wasn't completely out of the blue and like in the dark, he, he knew what, how he felt. I'm assuming when him and Madison were talking, he knew how she felt. So to just the teases that they gave this season ultimately gave no payoff. Remember what the very first scene of the season was? Very first episode, what they opened the show with. It was like fucking Lost. They did a fast forward of Chris Harrison standing at the final rose ceremony telling Peter there's something you need to know or whatever. That, That thing ended up being... Hannah Ann might not be showing up. And one that was, later, that was, that was a complete nothing burger. Yes. And it was and a nothing burger. Nothing burger. Seen, she never, she never even explained why she delayed. Like yeah. she didn't say, sorry, I'm a little bit ambivalent. She didn't yeah. even explain the delay. It was, it's almost like they had to tease that to get the audience intrigued for the entire season. And then they just half-assed the delivery. Yeah, it was it ended up being, like you said, a nothing burger because that ended up being what Chris Harrison was talking about, even though the speech he gave at the very beginning of the season in the first scene of the season didn't even match up with what he said. Yeah. to Peter. Like what he said to Peter wasn't nearly as long and drawn out as the way they played it at the beginning of the season. <laughs> and then it was like one scene later after Peter was on the bed, Chris is like. Oh, wait, she is coming. So it's like, oh, great. Stupid. (laughs) And there was no, like you said, there was no payoff. You don't even know why she was struggling. And again, the other thing that drove me crazy about this episode was they get engaged. They go to Peter on the live show. Chris Harrison says, talk about that day. Yeah, it was great. Let's see what happened after that. The very next scene is her showing up to that house in California and then breaking up. The audience had absolutely no context of wait we know nothing about the relationship why are they even in a fight here or why what are they what are they right. breaking up over they we know nothing it. about them you couldn't even really they, tell they were breaking up in the scene like they, he never said it. anything about it it was the well, weirdest let's, thing yeah. let's be honest i mean Pete, peter left us hanging most of the season when it came to any kind of expression of feelings that scene was frustrating on and on, on two levels you know that there were DMs, messages, or phone calls, or whatever leading up to that point where he told her uh, about his him being conflicted. She showed up at the house 
ready to give him the speech and give him back the ring and everything. They never, they never showed any context for that. No, yeah. they, as far as we were concerned, they had seen each other for the first time in a month and they should have been happy. And why aren't they happy? And, uh, but let me ask you this, Steve, yeah. I think the lack of spoiler, and I'm not going to give you too much credit, but I know you have a super big ego and I know you were thinking this before I thought yep. about it. I think the lack of a, of a, uh, of a discernible spoiler was a way of fucking with reality. Steve, I <laughs> didn't you get death threats for not having the, the, the ultimate spoiler. Didn't I see you, uh, release some DMS where people were threatening your livelihood. I mean, I can't remember if it was death threats, but it was just like name calling and yep. they're on to you and you don't know shit and you're never going to work again. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the, I'm like, you know, I just, it, it just, I, I just don't, you'll never get me to understand people like that. I don't really no. quite get it. And it is pretty, like the weird thing is that Peter really leaned in on this all season of, my season's not going to be spoiled, and there's a reason for it. Well, I've now seen the whole season. Yep. I still don't know what his – maybe he'll say it in interviews coming up. What was what the reason? His, what his reasoning was. Now, granted, he ended up being right up until the final day because I posted – everything that I posted on Monday ended up happening. So I did get the spoilers for the season, but it wasn't until the day of the finale – so I don't know, like, it's weird because he ended up being right, but I still don't know why he thought he was going to be right. Right. It was, it's so, because season was really, really weird. It was weird. It was very produced and they were obviously trying to throw you off the scent and yeah. they, it was to their own detriment because then the whole ending was so convoluted and weird and stupid and uh, not satisfying at all. It was a real bummer. That's the thing. You're right. They sacrificed yep. the uh, the listener or the audience experience. They sacrificed narrative to full Steve, reality Steve. I mean, I'm almost convinced that that's the case. And when I read that DM that said you're full of shit and you're yes. never going to work again, uh, if I'm – if I'm working at ABC or in the production company for the bachelor and this reality, Steve asshole has been spoiling our show for the last 15 years, we've tried to sue his ass and it didn't go anywhere. I said, I personally send that DM to you. That was a, that was some kind of a, 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 uh, a person in the production company for the bachelor trying to goat you trying to trying to piss you off because he did have you in a vulnerable moment for the first time ever. You didn't have the spoiler. They knew that you were feeling anxiety and they hit you where it hurt. I think that that's, that's my theory on that DM that you showed. Well, I mean, I wasn't, it was, I mean, I wasn't hurt by it. It was just so, stupid. <laughs> I mean, it was just so dumb because it was because what happened was on Thursday of last week, I put out what I thought was the right spoiler and it, it parts of it were right. But the main thing I had wrong was I didn't know about the engagement. I thought I was told on Thursday, uh, you know, what I posted on Thursday was at the final rose ceremony. I, I had said, look, Maddie leaves. I already knew she had left, but at the final rose ceremony, Peter tells Hannah, Ann, I cannot do anything with you. I cannot give you an answer until I speak with Madison. That's what I was told. Mm. Literally 10 minutes after I put that post up in that podcast, I started getting people who I trusted saying, Steve, you need to look into this. That's not what happens. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, okay. Um, and then I ended up working all weekend, just pounding the phones and working my Rolodex of where I can find out things. And... Um, I ended up getting everything and I put it out on Monday and I said, Hey, this is a correction to everything I said on Thursday. Here's what you will see happen over the next two days. And every single detail ended up being right. So yeah, it was, it was really, it was interesting. Like it was weird that it took all season up until the Thursday before the finale for me to get anything solid. And then when I did get it as something that I thought was solid, there were, major parts of it that there were parts that were right, but there were still major parts that were wrong. Number one being there was an engagement at the end. And for some reason for three and a half months, I did not know that Peter got engaged to Hannah Ann in Australia. And that's very weird to me. And I don't know 
Why? I don't. Wow. But each season is going to, is a different one unto itself. This has no bearing on Claire's season. I'm <laughs> sure I'll find out Claire's season. Like this could just be an anomaly. Like, oh, for sure. Technically for sure. won't know until the next season rolls around and it's done filming and we'll know when it's done filming. If I'm going to have the spoiler early, middle of the season, late, whatever the case may be. But yeah, it was, it was weird. I got nothing. I get nothing solid all season. I was hearing rumblings all season. Oh, Peter's with Maddie, but they're not engaged. They're working on things, which, you know, ended up being right in the end, but it was never anything solid. The big thing I didn't know was what happened in Australia. And then I found that out over the weekend, put that out on Monday. I said, Chris Harrison's talk with Peter at the final rose ceremony is all about Hannah possibly not wanting to show up. I said, Barb is talking about in her, you know, bring her home to us. Don't let her go. That has to do with Hannah Ann. Um, the breakup where you see Peter in a house saying, I'm so sorry. That's his breakup with Hannah Ann. He's currently with Maddie, but they're not engaged. Um, but they're working on things so that it all ended up playing out and being Boom. right. But, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me because let's be honest, this is a produced TV show. Yeah. There is no prize other than the Neil Lang Lane ring, which I thought it was weird that Hannah Ann was giving back to Peter in the, during the breakup, I'd be like, just hold on to that. That's uh, gotta be 12 K or so, yeah. right? Or even more. It could be more. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't surprise me though, if they started shooting multiple endings just to throw reality, Steve off the scent of well, what's happening. I'll say this. People have said that for the longest time. And I just don't think these people are good enough actors. Just, yeah. Let's just let's just take this season, for example, and let's just say Madison doesn't leave in Australia. Yeah. That means that, and let's just say that Peter's ultimate decision was, I'm going to dump Madison on the final day and choose Hannah Ann. That means that you are asking Hannah Ann to play that out, and then you're yeah. asking Madison, hey, even though the real ending to this season is he just dumped you, we need to film it where he's accepting you and you have to be excited yeah, about this. Yeah, that would be tough. Go through with it. There's just, there's no way. Imagine, are, this isn't Julia Roberts. Imagine no that Dolt Colton trying to shoot multiple proposals. I mean, it just, it just boggles the mind. It's impossible. Okay, let's talk about the real star of this season. Newport News, Virginia. Victoria F. with her doe eyes and her round <laughs> bottom and her having sex with country singers. And breaking up marriages. What can you tell us about Victoria F? I assume she's going to be in paradise if she doesn't get a better offer before then. She clearly wanted nothing to do with Peter for the whole season. She could barely fake it. She could barely fake it to just tell him she was sort of interested so he would keep her around. Uh, she was there to promote herself. What's going on with Victoria F? Give us any backstory you you have on her, Steve. I was going to say, were you were you given hard evidence by some of your sources that she definitely broke up one, if not multiple? I would marriages? like to present Victoria with some hard evidence of my own. <laughs> um, first off, she absolutely one thousand percent will be in paradise. Of course, I'd, I'd say her. Her and Hannah Ann are going to be just like Hannah G was the golden child of Paradise last summer. Sure. Hannah Hannah Ann is the number one commodity. She's the number one draft pick on any fantasy board for Paradise this summer, without a doubt, hands down. She will be there. Um, as for uh, the, the Victoria F, um, I spoke on the phone and saw physical evidence of two women in the Virginia beach area. Oof. I know their names. I know the story who said Victoria Fuller absolutely um, was the was the reason for the demise of my marriage wow. because she had an inappropriate relationship with my then husband. Wow. Yeah. So it's all true. She's, she's got I some powers. She, I, knew she would, I knew she would lean in and deny it at the women tell all. She's done it on Instagram. She's called me a liar. She said all the rumors about her are lies. But she said that knowing that both of these women that I did speak to never want to relive this and are never going to talk about this publicly again. So right. she knew that. So basically, she banked on the fact that this was going to be a he said, she said. Reality Steve's going to report what he did. I'm going to deny it. And I know these women are never going to come forward with proof. Well, I've seen the proof. So she can— okay. 
Right. She can do that all she wants, but I know the so truth. A, a couple things here, right? A couple, a, a couple things. It takes two. It takes two to tango. That's right. I, I always kind of think it's funny when the wife uh, puts all the blame on the, uh, you know, provocateur or whatever you want to call it, the person that seduces their husband. The husband what allowed himself to be seduced, like most men do, and they, you know, the undefeated. Uh, aspect of life is what's between a woman's legs that always wins out. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that as far as like Victoria F, she looks like a very miserable person, like an unhappy soul. It looks like she doesn't quite, she hasn't reached a very high level of joy in life. So what, what do you do when that happens? When you see other people happy and other people in loving relationships, you might do exactly what they're accusing her of doing. She, if I see somebody happy, I'm going to make them unhappy because I'm unhappy. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I could see that, it. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, no, I mean, clearly it's the, the husband's, I, I'm not saying Victoria is the only one at fault, but they weren't the ones on the show. So I wasn't going to report on them. Yeah, um, of course, nobody knows who the husbands were that she, broke up the marriages. She's the contestant that's on the show and is now like right. when I found out about Victoria, I found out at the beginning of the season, two weeks before filming even started. And I told the people involved and I kept hearing it over and over and over again by, by people in the Virginia beach area. Like, look, it's <laughs> well known. She is a, you'll love this phrase guys. Apparently Victoria has a thing for the seals. So those women are called frog hogs. <laughs> and um that's the word that kept that's the phrase that kept coming up with with with, with victoria is dude she's a frog hog she went out she she only likes navy seal guys because basically wow. they're in town and then they're out of town like that's wow. her kind of deal um but i didn't know frog hogs was a term until uh victoria f this season but yeah she um so i heard it at the beginning of the season and i was just like okay I hear negative shit about contestants all the time. I go, let's let the season play out. If she starts getting deeper into the process and this could become a storyline, then let me start digging into how serious this is. And then when I saw she was basically down to final six and had made it to Peru, I was like, okay, she's probably making final four. And that's when I dug my heels in and got the story and released it the day of her hometown date. And it ended up being, and it ended up being, the correct journalism because the show used it as a storyline. They knew about it, and so they used it as a storyline. When Peter's ex comes and confronts him and says, "Look, she's broken up relationships." Um, so yeah, I mean that was. So your your news that you uh, you use your journalistic background to yeah. discover and reveal your news made it onto. Uh, live air, right at the uh, Women Tell All when Chris Harrison specifically asked her if these rumors are true about breaking up homes, right? Correct. And it, it, and and my and my reporting showed up earlier in the season with the Alea coming back and telling the people that Victoria dated Chase Rice because when Alea was back home after mm-hmm. getting eliminated mm-hmm. in episode three, she saw she clearly probably reads the internet. And saw that Victoria was on a date, and that was on on the day Victoria had her date was when I tweeted out Victoria used to date this guy. Wow. So clearly, Alea saw that, went yeah. back on the show with knowledge that she had gotten from me. Mm. And it, <laughs> nice. It became a storyline. Another that's, part that yeah. became a storyline this season. Uh, that's a crazy. One. Assuming we're going to see Alea in Paradise, I would think so. Yeah. I don't see how you wouldn't. I yes. think she's top. She's top. Two, yes. three this season. Well, no, no. Who's who's the nugget? Uh, the nugget exotic looking from Alabama. She had a, a, a rough upbringing, but she's smoking hot. What's her oh, name? Sid- Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Sydney. Mm-hmm. Except she didn't have a rough upbringing because she was yeah. like she was like uh, uh, homecoming queen or something. Like there's, <laughs> her story didn't yeah. exactly play out. Yeah, her story didn't seem to match up with the second she said that on TV. High schoolers kept coming out of the yeah, woodwork yes. for high school yeah. <laughs> and were just like, uh, that's an exaggeration. She wasn't hanging out at lunch 
in the stall the every day her yeah. senior year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> here's this picture, here's this picture. Like, total exaggeration. Uh, looking for sim- playing the victim, looking for sympathy. Reality uh, Steve always has the receipts. Okay, Jason Stewart, anything else? Um, on, on that note, um, you can get catch all of Reality Steve's spoilers. And, uh, you know, there's more to Reality Steve. If you go to realitysteve.com, follow him at Reality Steve, Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, there's more to him than just Bachelor spoilers. He's got a good sense of humor. He yep. talked baseball with FP Santangelo recently. <laughs> he, knows, he knows the karate kid and inside and out. I, I, we would be remiss if uh, we did not mention that uh, the weekend of June 5th, is the what seventh or eighth fan appreciation Six. weekend? Six reality Steve fan appreciation weekend, and I know he's you know promoting it doesn't do any good because he's already filled all the slots, so you can't go. <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe you could go stay down in the lobby of the fan appreciation <laughs> and maybe catch a glimpse of Steve. No, you can catch Steve. The craft I was going to say you could catch Steve at the crafts table afterward. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What about what about the um. Well, by the way, I am going next week for March Madness. Am I going to have like this is going to be like totally weird because are they going to be like passing around rubber gloves to roll the dice? Can I catch yeah. the Corona through dice? It's crazy. It's crazy. What the hell is going on it's now? Crazy. Like, You'll be fine. I, I'm wonder. I'm really wondering like if Vegas is because it's one of these you know large areas where a bunch of people are yeah. all walking around. I wonder if it's like the traffic. The foot traffic is going to be a little bit dead now. Oh, it is. Maybe, it is for sure. Maybe it is. But just keep in mind, as uh, as all these states are um, officially, you know, calling the, an official state of emergency, California shutting down San Francisco and no, quarantining everybody. Yeah. But by the way, um, let's keep the largest cesspool in the world, Disneyland, open as <laughs> foreigners come from all over the world to be in a place, a cramped space with millions of people touching rails, and touching rides. Let's keep that place open. I know Tokyo. I know Tokyo Disney's closed for a month what? or something, but wow. yeah, the one out here, no, yes. still, still going strong. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that for next week. I'm like, are they going to pass around a pair of gloves? Like, can I, yeah. if someone touches the dice and then the next person craps like, out and they, then it goes to the next person? Yeah, they bring, out a, they bring out a new dice every roller. Did you, oh, did you see the news today that all the MGM resorts have um, canceled uh, have um, canceled all buffets? Oh, well, that's, that? that's a win. That's a win. All buffets, all buffets have been are now closed good, in good at the MGM resort. So Luxor, all those places. Yeah. They're I, all uh, I've sent, I've sent a, a tweet out multiple times. Every time I go to Vegas, I feel compelled to send this tweet out. Um, hey, does anybody know where I could find an overpriced buffet that leaves you o- underwhelmed when you walked out of it? Great. Great. <laughs> um, and yeah. let me, uh, never get, I need that, to, Jason. let me sum up this Peter season with one, uh, quote from Peter yeah. from from this finale as he's breaking it down to Chris Harrison in only the way Peter can. Remember, Peter's the guy that uh, every time there was a toast, it was a a um, an amusing thing to see how he could ad lib for a couple of seconds. So he says to Chris Harrison verbatim, once I fell in love with two people, I knew how if ever could end. <laughs> uh, well, luckily we're not gonna, we're not going to have to see Peter. He's going to go the way of Juan Pablo and Ari Lyondike and Colton and all the dudes before him. He's going to disappear into the ether, and we're never going to have to see Peter again, unless he gets on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, okay, I really appreciate it, guys. Reality Steve, you are a mensch. You are a great dude. We really appreciate you making the time for us. It's late where you are, so thank you very much. Um, Jason, no problem, guys. J- um, yes. Cobra Kai Season 3 is about to break in, I think, oh. May, so you need to catch up on two seasons back then. Yeah, I haven't watched Season oh. 1 or 2 yet, but I will watch them. Um, Jason Stewart, fantastic season. As always, we're, we're definitely not going to be discussing idol 
bachelor or whatever it's called on this. We're not doing a podcast about that. That looks horrible, but we definitely will be reconvening here in May to talk about Claire Crawley's season of the bachelorette. I could not be more excited for that. Uh, so Hi. yes. <laughs> so for Jason Stewart, for special guest reality, Steve, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the bachelor lifestyle from the ball lifestyle.com. We'll see you next season. We falling in love, we chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle. The lifestyle we living in is the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in.